Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the key set of ideas that we see of paramount importance in most of the schools of ancient philosophy is an orientation towards what they often called one of the ends of life, the good end, namely eudaimonia or happiness. And they conceived of this in multiple ways. Happiness for an Epicurean isn't exactly the same as it is for an Aristotelian, let alone a cynic. And another thing that goes along with this for most of these schools of philosophy is a commitment to what we often translate as virtue or moral excellence, arete in Greek. And, you know, we're not going to quibble about how exactly to get it across, but the idea is that there's a way of being that's particularly good. And it can often be broken down into a number of subdivisions. And one common way of doing that, that the cynics seem to more or less have followed along with, is to talk in terms of wisdom or practical wisdom, justice, temperance or moderation, self-control, courage, and these included other things. So for example, you're going to see that the cynics also talk a lot about self-control and kratia in Greek or endurance, kartia, right? And those might be located in terms of temperance and courage. They do involve justice and wisdom as well. And what we get in the letters attributed to Crates are a number of really interesting discussions having to do with these virtues, these virtues that need to be developed and also vices. Vices are the opposite of virtues, the bad qualities that need to be rooted out of people. And so a good place to begin is with letter three, which is addressed to his students, right? Take care of your soul, right? So this is a, a very common idea in ancient Greek philosophy. Melato who mean taste give care, give concern to your soul. But he says, also take care of the body to the degree that necessity requires. And external things, not even that much. Why? Happiness, eudaimonia, is not pleasure. It is virtue instead. Pleasure makes us need external things. The things that produce that pleasure, wine, if we're, if we're going to drink, opportunities to spend money, if that's what we're into, doing retail therapy, as they call it. Virtue doesn't require that. Virtue, he says, is complete without any externals. It is teleia. It can be brought to its fruition. You can be a just person and be totally destitute, and you can still be just or courageous or wise or temperate. So that's an important lesson that he's giving his students. In letter seven, he's going to talk about the cynic way of life as freeing people from evils. And he's actually, this is a very interesting letter. It's addressed to the wealthy, tois plusiois, the rich people, right? And he says, you've got all this stuff, but you act like complete jerks. You're guilty of treachery. 
You exercise tyranny. You commit murder. You perpetuate whatever other things there are, despite the fact that one should instead live in peace, live quietly, right? Eremain is the, the verb there. And it, it literally means to be at peace, right? The rich people, they're not happy being rich. So clearly wealth isn't what produces happiness. He says, we observe complete peace. Why? We have been freed from every evil. And I want to dwell on this. So the word here is pantos kaku. So bad things, wicked things. We've been freed not only of things that are bad to us, but of badness within ourselves. And this word freed. So the actual word there is eleutheroi. We are people who are free. We are genuinely free. You think that wealth brings you freedom. It's actually virtue that brings you genuine freedom. And he's going to use this term in multiple letters. It means to be a free person, not a slave by contrast. He talks about Diogenes, uh, you know, the great hero, and in fact, Krates' own teacher, right? In this letter to Patroclus. And he tells us that Diogenes himself exhibited courage, which is one of the virtues, in his practice or his development, totain aretain askesai, right? Askesis is discipline, practice, development, the sort of thing you have to do day after day. Diogenes was courageous. Andrea, he showed, right? In the practice of virtue. So courage, interestingly, in this model is needed in order to develop the other virtues. It's not that you have to be courageous right at the start, but you have to develop courage, right? And he also tells us in that letter that Diogenes delivered many from evil to virtue. He made it possible for them to leave ekakias, wickedness, right? Vice to virtue. And he did this both when he was alive and after he died through his teachings. So this is part of the Stoic tradition. Another really cool idea that comes up that others will pick up on later in non-Cynic circles to talk about the Cynics is this idea, and it comes up in a letter to Hipparchia, where... Crates, her husband, tells her that one of the things that the cynics do, that they aim at, is being freed of even nature, going beyond nature. And again, we see this word here, eleutheronai, right? And this word is meaning to be raised to the status of a free person, even from nature, from our human nature, to go beyond it, to do something greater. Why? He says, because everybody else are slaves or they labor under either law or wickedness. It's either vice that's driving them or it's the, the law. Also in another letter to her, he says, reason is a guide of the soul, a beautiful work. It's kalon, ergon, and the greatest good to human beings. Therefore, seek how to acquire this for yourself. Then you will hold fast to a happy life along with this possession of reason and of virtue. So this is what the cynic thinks we should do. So how do we develop these virtues? Well, there's certain letters that give us ideas about that. One of these is that we shouldn't just like go to the rules of law because those can help us out in avoiding wickedness, right? Or avoiding following the wickedness that's inside of us, but the law can't actually guide us in how we ought to behave positively, right? I mean, it can even tell us to do things that are positive. Well, you're going to 
perform courageously in warfare. And if you don't, we'll kill you. That doesn't actually make people courageous. That makes them more scared of being killed by one person than by being killed of another. And you can command temperance. Nobody will consume more than their fair share of things or what is detrimental to their body. I mean, that's not very effective as the war on drugs has shown us, right? But even if it were, people wouldn't be doing it necessarily for the right reason. Philosophy is what helps us out there. Philosophy is what guides us towards virtue. There's another fascinating letter, number 10, which is addressed to a guy, Lysias. And he says, I've heard Lysias, you've been constantly drunk ever since the contest in Eritrea. So is this really the case? If it is, I'm going to say these things to you. You shouldn't be drinking that much, right? So he says, this is an absurd way of living. Try to learn. He doesn't say quit drinking altogether. Try to learn to use it, use the wine temperately and in the company of temperate people so that the gift of God might not come down on your head because you dishonor it. The wine, the grape is something that the world gives us. It's wonderful, isn't it? But you can do too much with it. And so learn how to be self-controlled and temperate. He says that pleasures that come from it might be enjoyed without regret and might be actually beneficial to you, especially, now here's the key, when you live decently, so euskemenos, which means like well-arranged, you know, the word schema is in there, well-schemed and justly. Dikaios, right? If you do those things, then you'll be able to consume and enjoy temperately. So he says, you know, temperance in the pleasures that are being limited, you won't do anything indecent or bad in your life, but say and do everything that is just. And he says, by their presence, men are said to become thrice blessed as three benefits accrue to them in life. How would those men not be blessed who have temperate souls? This is the most important part. What results from that? Healthy bodies right? Bodies that are not breaking down because you're drunk all the time and hung over and sufficient possessions, which for the cynic is actually not that much, but you're not going to be like wasting your possessions because you want to get drunk all the time and forget where things are, or you have to spend all your money on your, your drinking or the effects of your drinking. A little bit later in letter 15, addressed to his students, he tells us to shun not only the worst of evils, injustice, and self-indulgence, but also their causes, pleasure. And you might say, well, there's a little bit of tension there, isn't it? Can't, didn't we just find out that you can enjoy pleasure temperately, justly, in an orderly way? And, and yes, but we have to be very careful with pleasures, according to the cynics, because they do, in fact, lead to injustice, to taking more than our fair share, to being greedy, right? Or to being self-indulgent being intemperate, right? Being irresolute. The word here is actually akrasian, a failure of will. And he says, if you concentrate on these, you're going to concentrate on these alone, both present and future, and on nothing else. You're not going to develop virtue. And so he says, pursue not only the best of goods, self-control, right? Being able to be in charge yourself and kratian and perseverance or rather endurance, kratian, but also their causes, toils. Toils are something that comes up over and over in the letters. It's a way in which you develop these virtues, right? You don't develop virtues without hard work. And he says, don't shun them on account of their harshness or being difficult, right? So why would you exchange great things for inferior things? Why would you take a bad bargain? In this case, do the work. The work is not something, you know, wonderful in itself. But what do you get? Virtues, 
right? You receive virtue in exchange for toils, he explicitly says. Finally, there's one other passage that I think is really helpful. And it's in letter 12. He says, it's not going to the country that makes good people or going to the city that makes bad people, right? People sometimes are like, oh, well, you send somebody here to this culture, these people going out in the country, that's where the real people are. No, no, no. People in the country are just as bad as people in the city and vice versa. He says, it's rather the time that you spend or the things you do with them, diatribai, the, the occupations with good people or bad people. So if you want your sons to become good people, not bad people, don't send them to the country. That's not going to help them. Send them to the philosopher's school. Send them into the philosopher, right? Send them at the philosopher. Why? Because there you learn the good things in life. Takala, right? And he says virtue is something acquired by practice, right? So what kind of practice are we talking about there? Escasis. And so doing things over and over and over again, eventually you become virtuous. It does not spontaneously or automatically, if we want to stick very close to the Greek, enter into the soul as vice does. So if we want to be virtuous, again, we've got to be willing to work for it. We have to engage in training, discipline, practice, escasis. And it's probably better if we do that associating with other people who similarly view the world and, you know, what they want to do with their lives. So this is a sort of a rundown of what we find out about virtue as the way to happiness in the cynic epistles that are attributed to this guy, Crates. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.